You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for another incredible episode of the African Father in America podcast. This is episode number 274. Episode number 274. And uh, today is a really, really lucky day for me and a lucky day for my team here uh, in the African Father in America podcast because we are hosting an amazing guest. Uh, we are hosting Latanja Milhouse, who is the founder of, uh, you know, Sweet Tea Inspiration. Sweet Tea Inspirations, uh, you know, Latanja is someone who has supported the work that we do here with the Daily African Proverbs and also, um, you know, really with, the, with, with this growth of African Proverbs, uh, you know. So it means a lot that you're here, Latanja. And uh, I just want you to take a moment and say hello before we continue with our conversations. Well, Grand Rising and good day. How are you, Mr. Simon? I am doing great. I'm doing great. I just feel lucky that you're here today. Uh, mm. you, you know, you're one of the people that whenever I see your content online, whenever I hear your voice, I feel inspired, you know. And, uh, you know, I hope that our audience members are also going to appreciate our conversation today, but also they are going to appreciate our own, you know, perspectives on the proverb uh, that we are going to share today, as well as your story. You know, one of the things that I love uh, sharing with our audience members is inspiring stories from our community members like you. And uh, so today is no exception. And uh, I can't wait. I see that we already have Rick and Karima and Brother Rushi and Brother Arth and Ned and Sarah who have already joined us on Clubhouse. And uh, feel free to join us on YouTube as well. Um, the link is at the top of the room. And uh, today we are going to discuss an amazing proverb from Congo. You know, uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo is where our proverb is taking us today. And I just want you to know that it's Friday and, uh, you know, we are, we are, uh, you know, going to end this week in a very strong and powerful way. Uh, Latanja, you agree with that? I see you smiling. <laughs> yes, it's Friday and I agree. Let's just, uh, you know, end the week, as they say, and um, make something glorious happen from it. I agree completely. I agree completely. So, uh, you know, I would love for you all who are listening on Clubhouse to take a minute and ping your friends and family uh, who should be here with us for this conversation, uh, you know, and also share the link to this room uh, over there on Clubhouse and also outside on Twitter. I would love to see your tweets, uh, you know, and share it on Facebook and on Instagram as your stories and tag me. And also, if you are on YouTube, you know, thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to the channel and also leave us with your comments so that we know where in the world you're joining us from and what today's uh, proverb means to you. So, uh, you know, when we look at the proverb for today, I think it's really, really amazing. 
uh, I think it's a cautionary proverb. It tells us that don't buy a boat that is underwater. You know, don't buy a boat that is underwater. I want to share with you uh, the three nuggets uh, of wisdom for, for today's proverb. And then we are going to dive deep into our conversation with our special guest today, uh, who is first going to share with us her own interpretation. Uh, and then we are going to learn about, um, you know, a childhood story that inspires Latanja, uh, you know, that keeps her going uh, despite the challenges that we all face uh, today. And then we will talk about the work that Latanja is doing, you know, um, you know, her biggest accomplishments as an entrepreneur, as a mother, uh, but especially with Sweet Tea, Sweet Tea's inspiration, you know, uh, she creates videos and a lot of inspiring uh, messaging online and we want to learn more about what is it that drives this and what are some of the exciting things about Latanja's work. But here are the three nuggets of wisdom for today. Number one, and these are inspired by today's proverb, which says, don't buy a boat that is under water. And this proverb is from the Democratic Republic of Congo. You know, this is a proverb that is literally from the center of the motherland, right from the center of Africa. Uh, so here are the three nuggets. Number one, don't invest in something that is not doing well. If the company or product is struggling, it's probably not worth your money. Number two, make sure you know what uh, you are getting into. Research the company and the product before buying anything. And then number three, uh, sometimes it's best to wait until things improve before investing. Don't jump in head first. Make sure the investment is worth it first. Uh, and this it's really a warning, you know, it's really a warning that you should look before you leap. You should understand, um, you know, whatever you want to invest in, whether it's a relationship, whether it's actually an an actual investment and if it's if it's a boat if it's a boat that you want to invest in make sure it's actually not sinking already make sure you know you test it in water and uh, you know that it's not leaking and going to suck in so much water that you lose it even before you buy it so uh, it's just a, a cautionary proverb but I want to uh, go ahead and invite my wonderful special guest here, Latanja, to share with us her own perspective. Latanja, when you received this proverb, uh, you know, in the preparation for today's conversation, what is it that came to your mind, uh, you know, as your own interpretation about it? Uh, one of the things that I looked into as it is, don't buy a boat that is underwater, I thought about um, the Black Star Line, which was a steamship corporation during 1919 and 1922, and was a shipping line incorporated by Marcus Garvey, uh, the organizer of the Universal Negro Improvement Association, UNI, who is a and was a Pan-Africanist. Uh, what he wanted to do, ideally, is to encourage Black self-determination and economic independence. Now, the BSL uh, would also transport immigrants to Africa from the establishment of a black nation state. He did purchase the first ship, which was called the Yarmouth, 
It was a 31-year-old vessel that last uh, was used in World War I as a freighter. And by the time that the Black shipping line took possession of this vessel in New York City, New York, it was beset by a number of unfixed repairs and attempted sabotage by the crew members. Uh, the second ship was called the Shady Side and was used as a ferry passenger up and down the Hudson River. But eventually it sank after a seam broke in an ice storm. The other ship was called the Kanawa and was plagued by numerous mechanical issues and staff misconduct. And so um, the black shipping line uh, ships were sometimes used to transport people and make largely symbolic port cities in Latin America in celebration of black self-determination, business ownership and economic potential. Uh, the ship visited various ports in Panama, Jamaica, Costa Rica, Cuba, and other countries. No black ship line vessel ever reached Africa. It symbolized a powerful recruiting tool for the UNIA, which is a Universal Negro Improvement Association. However, because of the mismanagement of the line by Garvey's associates, uh, who had no background or training in steamship company management, uh, there was the FBI led by J. Edgar Hoover. He sent a black agent to infiltrate uh, the UNIA to find evidence to undermine the Garvey's movement. So in 1922, Garvey was arrested on mail fraud charges for selling stock in a ship that had not been purchased for the black shipping line. He was convicted in 1923 after appeals imprisoned in 1925. He was then pardoned by President Calvin Coolidge and deported to his home country in Jamaica in 1927, according to blackpass.org. So what I take from that, as we look at the proverb, don't buy a boat that is underwater, I would say trust in the flow of the river that operates in a constant, consistent, and consecutive rhythm. The movement propels one to greatness when the vision is made clear. Don't buy a boat that is underwater reminds us about the tenacity of Marcus Garvey with true grit, togetherness, and tunnel vision. We can sail to new heights. Be cautious about being undertacked, underseized, and misunderstood, and have a recovery plan in the case of a battle and a universal cause to fight. Wow, thank you. I love uh I love you uh you know for picking this story of Marcus Garvey and using it uh in response to today's proverb. I think it's a very, very profound story. Uh and also the work that Marcus Garvey did uh outside of these boats, I think it, it planted a seed, you know. Yes. He planted a seed. Uh, maybe Elon Musk actually learned from Marcus Garvey. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's African and he, he, he's, he's white African and he, he was probably watching these movements those long time ago. But I feel that people who paid attention to Marcus Garvey are probably millionaires or billionaires now, you know, Absolutely. especially black people. Because what he did was to demonstrate what's possible, you know? It, yes. Yeah, to demonstrate yes. what's possible. And, uh, I, you know... I think I think uh, you just you just hit this really spot on. 
uh and um yeah the if if uh if he had the right people around him who would have it, helped Simon. him yeah yeah That's it. yeah That's yeah, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. because as a leader uh sometimes you get too ambitious and then you have people who just say say yes 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 even if they know that you are going the wrong direction mm-hmm. uh and and that is when things fall apart especially when the system is also against you you know uh because the the government was so afraid of the the potential of these ideas that uh, Marcus Gave was pushing uh they put they infiltrated his movement you know and uh so he was against so many things against his own uh lack of education in the industry that he was investing in yes. uh and uh he, you know he had probably been backstabbed so many times that he became a dictator in his movement you know <laughs> because like many dictators uh they get into office just as good people but before you know it uh they they change you know uh and a lot of the time it's because of what happened to them in the course of their leadership uh anyway i just want to thank you latanja for your response to the first question and also i want to come back and welcome our guests who are just joining us on youtube uh i thank you so much take a minute and uh leave us with your comments let us know where in the world you're joining us from and also uh you know share the link to this conversation and if you feel inspired remember to subscribe to the channel and uh you know to my brothers and sisters on clubhouse remember to take a minute and share uh this room with your friends uh and family you know and ping in 3 to 5 people to join us for our conversation today so latanja one of the things that uh i always um I always ask guests of the Daily African Proverbs is that um I share my own story. I share this story a lot where one of the things that drive me, one of the things that ground me is just remembering uh the days that I used to distribute milk and bread for my mother's business and uh I was little uh and sometimes it was cold in the morning uh but i always enjoyed interacting with business people in our community supplying them with milk and bread every day consistently and that's why today i am able to do the african father in america podcast so consistently and very early in the morning the discipline from those days is what built the discipline that i have today you know uh, as a father you know and uh, as an entrepreneur Uh I always look back at those years and uh, I ask my guests do you have a similar story uh from your childhood that inspires who you are today I think uh, one of the things and thank you again for having me Simon I am uh appreciative of everything that you do with the space that you've created for the African fathers in America it's it's awesome uh, one of the stories from my childhood that still inspires me today is that I recall being in ninth grade and the teacher gave us an assignment to recite the constitution of the United States now this was on a thursday that we had to prepare um for the next day that friday and ironically today is friday 
So we actually had to prepare ourselves to recite the Constitution of the United States the very next day. So what I did when I went home is, is that I studied, I recited, I looked in the mirror, I recited the Constitution in memory because we had to do this as a memorized um, assignment. And so um, the very next day, when I went back to class that Friday, the teacher asked if everyone was prepared to recite the Constitution of the United States, which was the assignment for that following day, you know, that Thursday, the day before. And so everyone in the classroom was saying, no way, there's no way, teacher, we're not ready. Let's just do it on Monday. And that way, it would have given everyone a chance over the weekend to be prepared, you know, the Friday, the Saturday, Sunday, and what have you. And so out of all of the opposition that was uh, given to the teacher for that day, no one wanted to do it because no one was prepared. Here I am with my little way, raised my hand and said, teacher, I am ready. And so I went on up and she called me up to the front of the class and said, okay, let's go ahead and hear it. And so I began with We the People and we're starting to recite the Constitution of the United States. And there in the background was a lot of giggles and a lot of uh, people in the classroom. They were pretty attentive because they were watching to see if I would trip up and stumble and mess up or anything like that. And so that part that um, gives me my inspiration is that even if you have to stand alone, uh, I will continue to stand up and hold true to my own integrity. Uh, because um, when I approached the front of the class to recite the uh, Constitution, afterwards, the teacher had to leave the room and she wanted me to sit in charge of the class. And so I take that as her giving me um, the understanding that she could rely on me because I was someone that uh, was prepared and she respected me. And at that time, it seems like everyone in the classroom, classroom did also. No longer did they chuckle because now I am at the head of the class. <laughs> and so, yes, that's some of the things that inspires me regardless of whatever your situation, be prepared to stand alone. And we know in this realm of entrepreneurship, sometimes you will be in those uh, stages where it seems as if there's no one else that understands what you're going through. So that was one of the parts of my childhood stories that I tell quite a bit um, to my daughter. And um, I think that that was important because, again, no one was prepared. But when I get a hold of an assignment, I'm going to take it to be that this is what I am scheduled to do. And so I'm going to stay true to that and be prepared. Wow, wow, wow. That's that's uh that's really inspirational to me too, you know. It it reminds me of a friend of a mentor of mine. His name is Boniface Mwangi and uh uh the one of the ways that he got into the limelight uh was that the president of Kenya at the time was called uh, Mwai Kibaki. Uh, this was the third Kenyan president, and uh, the president was known for saying so many things, like many politicians, and not doing them, you know. And the country was in a very bad place economically. There were no jobs. So Boniface is an activist, 
but that was the beginning of his activism. He mobilized a group of friends and they, they, they had planned to go and heckle the president during a national holiday. Imagine, you know, um, you know, a big holiday here in the U.S. where, where Joe Biden is at, uh, you know, is at, you know, a, a big venue with hundreds of thousands of people. And mm. there's a clique of people right in front of him who plan to heckle him, you know. <laughs> and then wow. the whole group of hecklers, you know. <laughs> when the time came, when the president was speaking and telling people all these lies, they had planned to all get up at the same time and say, no, you're lying to the people, you've done this, stop it, you know. When right. that time came, nobody stood up. He was the only one who stood up, you know. <laughs> and he had to he had to carry the plan, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he was carried away by the special, the the special security for the president, and he was beaten up and he was disappeared for a while. You know, people didn't oh know where goodness. he had gone. But this all happened on national international TV. All the journalists were watching and all the TVs were live, you know. So everybody wanted to know, who is that guy that heckled the president? And people didn't know that it was like a community, it was a, a well-planned protest. But everybody freaked out when they realized that now we are here in front of the president, are we really going to heckle, you know? <laughs> right. So everybody in the country knows him now because he was the only person who stood up in front of the president and said you're a liar and this and this and this and <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> anyway so your story and his story are uh, courageous you know they demonstrate a lot so. of courage yeah yeah so um one of the things that you're known for is because of the you know the affirmations and the inspirational quotes that you mm -hmm. share through your brand you know sweet teas inspirations and uh, you're also, you know, a designer, a model, a dancer, you know, and I feel that you're living, you know, your dream. And I wanted you to speak to, you know, all this amazing work that you do and, you know, share with us what, what is exciting for you at the moment. And, uh, you know, just share with us what is it that if you are sitting with a group of girls in Africa, let's say, have you been to Africa before? No, I haven't as of yet. Ah. I'm planning. I'm planning, though. Yeah. So say you are sitting with a group of girls in Africa and they ask you, you know, uh, of everything that you do, what is it that excites you the most? Um, one of the things that excites me the most is to offer my aim. And my aim is to provide affirmations, inspiration, and motivation. And it is within that realm that we are um, able to become our best selves. And so that is part of what my platform is. Um, and so is to offer uh, clarity for those in disparity and also to give you a different way of looking at yourself if you're of a particular age, uh, because I believe that you can still live out your dreams or at least attempt to follow them because I am considered a, um, in a particular realm where people find themselves retired and they are not invested in who they are because they have been a spouse, a mother, uh, married. And so your identity is linked to those particular titles. 
So in my platform, 50 plus is what I would say I am. I am doing what I love to do. And so I'm sharing that because I want someone else to become inspired by what I do. And regardless of the age, don't let that be any limit to how you can move about. And so, yes, I do have my dancing videos, my modeling. I am a part of the TLA, uh, the Lynn Gale Agency, which is for models over 40. And so I'm still strutting myself down the runway, if you will. And because I still believe that that is some of the passions that I have, fashion and modeling. And so, yes, you will see that on my social media platform. In addition to, I will be uh, doing some other things with some books that I've written. I have the Lady Academy, a guided interactive journal on becoming a lady. And I will be um, introducing a course that I'm going to start, which is the Lady Academy course. So that's up and coming. Look for that. And so, yes, I have my platform that will show if you have been diagnosed with something, because I was diagnosed back in 1999 with lupus. And I say oftentimes that um, I have the lupus, but it doesn't have me. So I'm not going to be bound by any kind of um, medical um, um, diagnosis, if you will. And I'm going to keep moving forward. That's what I push, Simon. I push um, being energetic within yourself, doing your daily self-care, and finding that thing that you've always wanted to be, but you just haven't had the courage, as we pointed out to invest time into yourself. And I think that that's where a lot of women, especially if even if you are a one parent household held by a father, you put so much time and attention into um, your children, which of course you will do that as a parent. But then one of the things that we end up doing is we're, we forget to nourish that childhood talent or that curiosity that we may have within ourselves. And that was one of the things that happened during the time when the children were enslaved in Africa, is that they were very curious uh, individuals. And that curiosity was cut off because, again, you were not able to read. You were not able to express yourself in a lot of ways. And so I believe that we can keep those natural abilities that we have within us and let them live, let them resurface so that you can become your best self. And so that's one of the ways in which I show my um, brand on my social media platforms by being your very best self, because I'm growing as we all are every single day, but I have no uh, uh, inhibitions to perform as I do despite the age, because some people would say at my particular age and uh, beyond, that's the time where you should be in your rocking chair and baking cookies, you know, for your grandchildren, you know, if you have any. You know, what you're saying is, uh, what you're saying for me, everything you do and everything you've said is very, very inspiring. And I would love to be like you. Uh, you know, when I attained the age uh, that you have attained, which is something that is a privilege, really, because uh, there are so many obstacles that come in our way, 
in terms of health in terms of even driving from home to your work or from work to home you're just lucky to get home there are so many accidents that happen to people along the way if you commute for even 15 years or 20 years during your working years and never get involved with an accident or you know you being alive is a privilege and many people yes. take it for granted you know um and living a long life is a privilege so anything that ensures that you are happy at whatever age you are in is important you know uh sometime like last night uh i saw my my two youngest daughters they turned on uh their favorite music and they have new favorite songs every day by the way so <laughs> <laughs> yesterday they turned on a very very fast paced music and they were just dancing to it so i was like oh maybe it's time time to dance let me join them and we ended up dancing for a couple of minutes and you know they were jumping off of the couch and i was you know uh you know making sure they they land well on my arms and they don't land on the floor and it was just so fun and a lot of laughter and um you know i feel that such moments are precious and uh a lot of the time we we allow age to create uh you know obstacles to happiness you know and uh, many times parents want to sit sit on the side while their children are enjoying you know and when right. parents are enjoying they want their children to sit on the side uh you know uh, some sometime when parents are exercising they tell children go to your room and watch tv instead of exercising together doing something together yeah. so mm-hmm. i feel that the more we have people like you doing whatever you do for your own happiness but also mm-hmm. to inspire other people i honestly feel that that's the way to make this world a better place you know so i truly truly appreciate you and uh, i want to bring other voices to contribute to our conversation today so i just want you to if you have a pen and paper just note some of the things you are going to hear but also mm-hmm. you could just listen because at the end of these contributions i want you to uh, you know maybe just share uh, a summary of what did you hear uh, and then I also want you to think about how we can support you you know if there is someone who is watching that feels inspired by you and your story if they want to support you at the end I want you to share what they can do um and so with that I want to invite our first uh, contributor on the stage here Lavender how are you where in the world are you and uh, what is your own perspective on today's proverb and what comment do you have about this conversation with Latanja Melhouse the CEO of Sweet Teas Inspirations I cannot hear you Lavender uh if you're speaking uh you you need to maybe adjust your microphone or uh you know switch to your headphones but i cannot hear you completely okay hi simon hi hi how are you i'm good can you hear me now yes 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 i can hear you thank you okay um you you love to get cl- even closer to your mic because i can't hear you uh enough yeah keep oh, how about now that's perfect that's perfect it helps with the recording mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. 
Um, thank you so much, Simon. And thank you, Dr. Latanja, for um, giving us your time and uh, sharing your wisdom with us. Um, truly inspired um, this lavender. And I'm happy to be here today. My perspective about today's proverb, don't buy a boat that is underwater. Um, when I read this proverb, what comes to mind is um, the saying that reminds us not to water dead plants. Um, and that um, contributing to dead situations we need to put our energy into something that um, is bearing fruit and um, is serving us as well as we are putting our energies into it. Thank you, Simon. This is Lavender, and I'm done speaking. Wonderful, Lavender. Thank you again. Uh, I appreciate your contribution. Uh, we will go straight away to my brother, Rushi. Brother Rushi, also share with us your perspective, where you are in the world, and any comments to uh, our wonderful guest today. Thank you, Simon. Uh, it's a great proverb today. I, I've enjoyed the story by the guest, especially speaking about uh, Marcus Garvey. That was that was a very interesting, uh, very interesting talk. Uh, today's proverb it makes me think of don't buy a boat that is underwater. It doesn't make me think of the actual boat in water per se, but it also, but it makes me think of situations, you know, people, you know, sometimes you, you uh, might have the opportunity to invest in someone and, but you have to look at the signs that, that may say that it may not be a good idea to invest in, invest your time, your energy or your resources with people or, or businesses, you know, you have to, pay attention to uh, the signs that are, that have been shown to you. You know, I remember seeing, walking and seeing a boat that is underwater and you're thinking to yourself, what happened to this boat? Why, why, how did the water get in? Where, where is this hole? And, you know, we have people that have, who have holes in them. We have businesses that have holes and things are sinking. You have to pay attention and uh, understand why that is. And also understand what you, what do you have to do to maybe get the boat above water or what do you have to do to, you know, prevent your own boat from sinking, whether that's yourself or your business or your family. Um, so it makes me think of all those different types of entities that could, could uh, be used in reference of a boat. So uh, this is a great proverb and I'm definitely going to be thinking about this proverb today as I, on my daily adventures, which I, which is something I normally do every, every morning when we start with these proverbs, I always try to utilize the proverb in my, in my daily actions. And that prevents my boat from going underwater. Cause you know, without these proverbs, sometimes you, it's hard to stay stable dealing with uh, different types of people or, or dealing with business or dealing with business situations. So these are great uh, lessons to use in your daily life. And this is definitely one I'm going to be uh, pondering on today as I talk to different people uh, about personal relationships, as I talk to different people about business relationships. 
just paying attention to the boat and seeing if it's sinking, if it's underwater, and if it's something that I uh, need to be uh, dealing with. So I'm calling from Charleston, South Carolina, and I appreciate the time. I appreciate the guests, and I appreciate this great proverb today. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, my brother, Rushi. I appreciate you, too. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love uh, how you apply these proverbs in your life uh, daily. I do the same. I do the same and it's become uh, very normal or easy for me to reference them. Almost whenever I encounter, uh, you know, uh, situations or obstacles in conversations, even with my, my daughters, I always have an African proverb that can help me, uh, you know, uh, educate them or that can help me actually negotiate for opportunities. Uh, I literally have African proverbs on every page of the pitch deck that I normally send my clients. You know, I run a media company called One Vibe Media and uh, I, I have a lot of clients including uh, local government authorities, uh, including the Port of Seattle. And if you look at the pitch deck I sent to all of them, there is uh, an African proverb in every page that is in, in alignment with whatever content is in that page that I'm sending out. So there's so much value in these proverbs, and uh, uh, I just love how you're making use of them, Brother Rushi. Uh, now I want to just recognize Eo. Eo is an amazing contributor to a lot of platforms that have been on here on Clubhouse and is a very knowledgeable brother. Thank you for taking your time to join us. And uh, we are here for the daily African Proverbs. We share African Proverbs every single day, Monday to Friday, and uh, we learn from them. And uh, sometime I have special guests like today, uh, where we are hosting the CEO of Sweet Tea's Inspiration, Latanja Millhouse. So we are at the stage where we are getting you know, other voices who joined us today uh, and they're contributing uh, and we are at Brother Earth. How are you doing, my brother? And where are you? And what does today's proverb mean to you? Peace and love, Simon, to you and the family. This is Brother Earth. I'm coming from the North Carolina Territory. And um, as far as, you know, the speaker, she, she gave a lot of good information on uh, Marcus Garvey, and you know, her story is inspirational how, you know, it's, it's up to her to determine her own values, her own work in her own place, and not to, uh, you know, just subscribe to what everybody else subscribes to necessarily, or, or the so-called status quo, that she can make her own status. And uh, I, I really uh, appreciated uh, her for, you know, being able to stand up and do that. And um, as far as the proverb, when I look at the proverb, don't buy a boat that is underwater, uh, two things that make me think of, I had a, uh, an uncle, he had bought a boat one time. And uh, I told him I was thinking about getting a boat. He told me he had two best days with his boat. He said the two best days he had with his boat was the day he bought it and the day he sold it. He said he had so many different headaches with the boat, cleaning the boat. Uh, he had to get something done to his trailer. He just said it ended up being a bad experience, you know, with a boat that floated already. So he said, you know, the two best days was the day he bought it and the day he sold it. 
And I, also what it makes me uh, think about is um, I got, you know, this cousin, this, you know, me and two other cousins sitting out talking. And one of my cousins came up with this genius idea that he finna start working on cars and, you know, flipping cars he find on the side of the road for little to no cash. You know, he's like, you know, I find a car on the side of the road, put a starter, alternator on it, then sell it, make a thousand dollars or something like that. And then the other cousin said to him, he said, why are you going to buy a car with already with problems in? He said, what if you buy the car and then three months later the, the transmission go out? What if the motor blow? You know what I mean? He said, you just bought a whole bunch of problems. Why would you buy a whole bunch of problems? You know, he said, just go get you something that's time ready to go. And that, and that made a lot of sense. So when I look at the proverb, it's saying, you know, don't don't take on something that's already a whole bunch of problems. If you can, put yourself in an ideal situation, not where you have an uphill battle, so to speak. And I'll park my playing right there. It's brother Earth. Peace and love, man. Peace and love to you, brother Earth. Yeah, I love that. I love uh, the stories that you always share. But today's story was really, really interesting flipping cars uh and you know your cousin that was so determined to take advantage of uh these cars that needed just maybe a starter or a carburetor and uh, the other cousin was like no 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 you, you don't need to do that you know i think i think you know uh one of the, the cousin that loved flipping cars could could earn a great living in africa you know <laughs> because they're we we repair cars until you have to push them you know <laughs> you have to push them and uh when they can't move anymore you now put them in your front yard and people can hang clothes on them there's always a use for uh you know for for a car that cannot function properly uh and if it's a if it's a toyota car you and you know and the toyota engine is not uh, attainable you put a subaru engine in it you know <laughs> Yeah, uh, anyway, I just love the innovation. And when I looked at this proverb, I also resisted it a bit because I was like, well, you seal the boat. If if the boat is in the water, you get it out and seal it. But at the same time, the problems that you're buying, the problems that you're inheriting by making such a decision is just crazy. It's just crazy. And uh, also reminds me of politicians, uh, especially presidents who always claim that Oh, I inherited a country that had been run down by my pre- my predecessor, you know. And uh, you knew that that's what you wanted. You knew that that's what you are going after. So then why did you go after it knowing that you're going to be complaining all the time that, oh, the previous regime, uh, you know, uh, took everything and ran away with it, you know then why did you want to be the leader if you're not ready to transform the country that you want to run, you know? So uh, it leaves me, you know, your contribution just leaves me with a lot to think about. But I want to welcome Stella, who is another amazing contributor and uh, a part of our, our team at One Vibe. Uh, Stella, how are you doing? Where are you today? And what are your own perspective on this proverb as well as any comments to our special guest? Hi, Simon. Hello, everyone. <clears throat> I'm glad to be here today. And today's proverb, don't buy a boat that is underwater. Is To me, it is all 
So speaking about uh, choosing your battles wisely, we've had so many proverbs in the past that talk about choosing battles. And I think this is one of them too. Uh, because uh, if you went for a boat that is underwater, then you should be prepared for a lot of, putting in a lot of effort and time in repairs. And if you are not ready for that kind of battle, then you end up getting disappointed. So uh, to me, it speaks a lot about choosing your battles. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. I agree. I agree. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think that's the lesson that I take. Uh, choose your battle. And uh, once you choose it, stick with it. <laughs> Thank you, Stella. And have a beautiful weekend over there in Kenya. Now I'm bringing back Latanja. Latanja, when you heard all our contributors today, what is it that stood out for you? Uh, and then after that, share with us how we can all support the amazing work you do with Sweet Tea's Inspirations. Uh, yes, actually, very great commentary. I know um, from Lavender when she talks about uh, not to water dead plants, you know, that kind of brings up a lot of things. If it's no longer a alive, you know, why continue to add to something that is dead in terms of the life that is no longer there? And so put your energy into something that is bearing fruit. I like that. And Roshi, when she talks about uh, look at the signs and pay attention, you know, it kind of brings you um, the, the idea of staying focused. And so you want to be able to do that. In addition to the young man that spoke about uh, the day he bought it was the day that he sold it. And it it's just means that there is no uh, time to waste when it comes to how something will operate in the end. You want it to stay afloat. And Stella, when she talks about uh, choose your battles wisely, uh, that's a very good uh, commentation, uh, conversation to have, uh, commentary to be able to know what you're getting into firsthand. And that way you won't have to make any mistakes. So you know, overall, I think that the comments were about staying focused and knowing what it is that you're getting yourself involved in beforehand. And so I think that I'd like to share with you that on uh, the Mondays, I do my aims, my affirmation, inspiration and motivation. On Tuesdays, I offer some poetry or either, either a tip I call a sip of tea. Wednesdays, I have my what you not going to do Wednesday where I offer some commentary. Thursdays, we do our family table talk Thursday podcast. You can follow us on Facebook on Latanja Millhouse to hear our podcast every Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern. And then you can also follow me on TikTok at Sweet Tea Inspirations, that's plural, so that you can link in with my link tree. Uh, that's the link tree um, forward slash Sweet Tea Inspiration and download some of the things that I have to offer with my books, my aims, and anything that's up and coming. And so I do appreciate the time that you've given me today, Simon. You're most welcome. Yeah, it took a while for us to make this happen, and we finally did. So I really yes. appreciate you for the patience. Uh, and also, I really thank you, Lavender and Stella, for making sure we host our amazing 
community members as our friends and so if you're watching or listening and you'd like to be a guest here in the african father in america podcast uh, make sure you connect with lavender or stella uh, and uh, if you're watching on youtube remember to subscribe to the channel and uh, this weekend i am going to be releasing one or two other videos from my uh, most recent trip to kenya uh, so you know pay attention and you'll, you'll you'll be amongst the first people to get a glimpse of how my last experience in kenya was that's last year around october and remember that uh you know my team and i also organize trips uh to the motherland especially kenya annually and next year's trips are being planned now so if you want to be a part of it you can also connect with lavender who is uh, live with me on clubhouse now uh, or you can just dm me on instagram at okelo javan with those uh, few comments i thank you again for taking your time to you know to watch the show on youtube and also to listen to it across all podcasting platforms and latanja is there anything i didn't ask you that you want to say as we close I would like to share a quote from Marcus Garvey who says if you have no confidence in self you are twice defeated in this race of life. So let's stay in they stay confident within ourselves and that we can reach an unlimited version of the best of ourselves. I am a proud mother and I enjoy my um growth that my daughter is having in her life experience and we will conquer this thing called life because it is through dedication devotion and determination that we make things happen each and every day thank you thank you so much thank you so much i appreciate you have a beautiful weekend and keep doing you you know you what you do inspires many of us uh, have a nice weekend thank you all uh, peace and love peace and love african father in america Tujikaze tujikaze jikaze Tujikaze tujikaze jikaze Africa tujikaze tujikaze jikaze America Tujikaze tujikaze jikaze You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo live from Seattle, Washington, USA.